What's good? What's good? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. And y'all may have me down, but your boy ain't never out. I'm back. What's good, man? It's like episode like eight, nine, ten, something like that. You know, that's just what we do. Let's go. Hey, yo. Avo's back. <laughs> What's up, Brodies? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode number eight. This is where you come for all your fancy football needs and chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am your boy, Dynasty Bro Dot, here along with the young, famous, what's your name, sir? Humble. Humble. Gracious. Gracious. But yet anxious to get into these hot takes, Dynasty Bro Vic. Dynasty Bro Vic. Man, how you doing today, brother? You all right? I'm good, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. It feels good to have our brother back on the podcast. Feels good, man. What you drinking on now? Right now, I just got a little Coke with a little bit of Jack. Sound like you need to re-up. They sound like it or look like it. Both. Hey. <laughs> and it's the first. Hey. hey. It's the first, baby. And we got an exciting episode for you guys. We got some hot takes. They hot. Throw some water on them. <laughs> and we're we going to break down some, uh, some Super Bowl predictions. And just go over some of the bets, the shot bets that we got going uh, for this year. So just keep everybody updated. You know, we don't want to forget them. And we'll pay what we owed at the end of the year. You feel me, Vic? Absolutely, man. And shout out to Blue Moon, Belgian White. Uh, this nigga trying to get sponsored like a month. I lo- hey, trying hard, bro. Blue Moon is the truth, though. Hey, that gave this nigga iced coffee, Blue Moon. <laughs> and he brought over here and said he don't like coffee. No, nah, I don't. That one ain't hitting. But <laughs> so the I'm apricot? Dr- I'm going to drink that bit. I'm going on the apricot, though. I'm going to drink that bit. So, uh... Let's uh let's what's the word, man? Let's get into straight up um some things that just happened. Um, it's looking like your number one running back in Dynasty might be signing soon, Vic. Yeah, man. So it looks like uh Zeke and the Cowboys are finalizing a long term deal. Oh man, you excited about that? Absolutely, man. Shout out to Charles Robinson for breaking that. Um, but yeah, it looks like you know. Told y'all that Zeke. Situation is way different than that Melvin situation, man. That Melvin situation probably really ain't gonna happen. That's what's crazy. I really like we talked about. I think they're content. If it happens, I bet you they'll love to have him back. He's gonna have to humble himself because I think they're content with Eckler and Justin, man. I agree, man. And um, yeah, I mean, even the Chargers was coming out of their camp is you know they basically told Melvin, hey, if you want to play for this five point six if you ain't willing to do that then don't play at all because we got these two other guys so they went to that nigga and said i got a dub man. <laughs> i got a dub i got a twomp on it they just trying to keep the shit on man you with it or not man so that's what it is man so hey nah i didn't uh i do want to touch on the clowny trade i don't know if that means anything for fantasy man but shout out to pete carroll always bringing in some pieces that's what he does well stacks up on draft capital real good and and go get this guy. So, shout out to that. That mean anything for for the Texans? Um, well, they did bring in a linebacker and also a DN, and they also got a pick out of them. So, I do like that. I feel like, you know, Seahawks definitely gave up a lot, in my opinion. But maybe you know, it's a win for them on the financial side. So, yeah, they got the better player. Yeah, and uh, if that brings their the Texans defense down, any is they're going to have to throw some more. Way more love for Deshaun again. Yeah. And back to Clowney, though, real quick, because that's interesting because, you know, I think in Houston they play a 3-4, but I think the Seahawks run a 4-3. So does that mean Clowney is a true DN again? Whereas before in Houston he was an outside linebacker, of course, playing the rush. Um, So, yeah, I mean, 
I'll have to look at that unless Seattle's planning to run a 3-4 this year. Yeah, so that'll be exciting, man. Moves, baby. We edging closer to the season, man. How you feeling, Vic? Feeling good. Closer. Feeling great, man. That's why we got to go over these bets, man. I just want to, you know, make sure the record is loud and clear for the listeners. So, All right, go ahead and break them down, and I'll confirm if they're correct, and then we'll we'll make sure we uh, pay these out when they're done. All right, sounds good. So let's, let's get into the first bet. Um, what is it? I got Gurley finishing as a top five running back. So top five running back. Not saying he's going to finish as a top five fantasy player, but top five positional running back. How you feel about that, Dot? Uh, nada. <laughs> okay. What's the second bet? All right. Well, that was easy. Um, <laughs> second bet. This one was a little bit, you know, a little bit unique in terms of, you know, we did talk defense, but I don't have Ramsey finishing as a top eight or nine, or ten outside DB. Um, so basically, I got him not finishing as – actually, I just fucked that up. I don't have Ramsey finishing as a top seven outside DB, meaning he'll finish as a top ten, nine, or eight, but he won't finish seven through one, meaning uh, we'll look at the DB stats in terms of number of passes completed, number of touchdowns given up, number of passes deflected, all that good stuff, and also yeah. look at – you know, the QBs even throw you away because if they didn't throw you away, that's a good sign too. Yeah, hey, I think they break that down to show like – like they show like they rank like positionally cornerbacks who's like had the like who had the best season. So we'll be able to look all that stuff up naturally anyway. Yeah, man. And, and we get a first look at him week one because he get to shadow Tyreek Hill. So and he's going to shadow him. All right. We'll see what happens when we move him to that slot. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Number three. What's the third bet? All right. Antonio Brown won't finish as a top 10 wide receiver. So this was a bet that you actually said he would finish top 10. I got him finishing as a top 15, but not top 10. How you still feel about that? Uh, I still like it. He's he's back healthy. I Here's the thing. I don't want him because I, I like the ceiling of the other guys that go around him. But I think he'll just get enough volume to it. He'll naturally just he'll walk his way into it, man. That's what sucks about it. I think he'll walk. It, it won't even be something that you love, but he'll walk his way into finishing as the ninth receiver or some shit. So that's what's going to suck. All right. Still believe that. Okay. We'll see. All right. The next one. And I already lost this one. So I'm, I mean, I can take my shot now, take it later. Don't even matter. But I had Andrew Luck putting up 25 points week one against the Chargers. And given he's uh, retired now, you know, your average lane Come on now, dog. slash. Bitch assness slash whatever you want to call it. We're back out of that trade saying, well, he retired it. Well, not me. Hey, a bet's a bet. I mean, that's why you bet. And, you know, unfortunately, Andrew Luck retired. So, hey, that's the L on my end. So, you already got that one. I'm already one up, bitch. So, yeah, I'm going to give you that. (laughs) All right. All right. Next one. We had another bet where I said Matt Ryan finishes higher than Cam in points this season. I I still like my Cam Newton. Damn, you sleepy out here? Like, I'm the only one drinking real liquor, nigga. You keep uh, saying, you keep saying I got a drink, and he's drinking beer, nigga. That ain't a drink, nigga. That's beer. There's a difference. Man. I have a drink. You got a beer. I'm not, man. Look, this ain't undergrad for me. I'm, you know, grown man style. Just want to sip a little beer, get a nice little buzz, be able to still. It's all funny game till he got that blue moon gut and be wondering how the hell he. He got, he got, I'm in the gym arms with a blue moon gut. Hey, I'm trying to look like player's coach, man. It look like he can still get out there on the field, but still can't really my, get it done. My nigga, my nigga got, my nigga got, I'm in the gym arms, blue moon gut, and skinny nigga legs. <laughs> All types of ill built, man. 
That's funny. <laughs> what else we got going? We have any more bets, Brody? Yeah, we got one more that's on this list. Um, What's that? I bet you so, it sounds like something I'm going to win, don't it? Man, it's your guy, Chris Godwin. I don't think he's going to put up seven touchdowns. Seven man. touchdowns on the way for Chris Godwin. He's going to put up some touchdowns, but not seven. Seven touchdowns on the way for Chris Godwin. All right. There you have it. All Little right, nigga. Man. Hey, you got it. I know. <laughs> all right, man. So that's all the bets. We just wanted to put it on record, put it on paper, put it on stream, whatever you want to call it, just for the record. So that's that. And then we do got a couple of hot takes, I think, right? Yeah, but right before hot takes, let me ask you one thing. Give me one preseason player that you're excited that that looked good, whether they surprised you or that they just look good so you're excited about them into the season. Yeah, man. Actually, um, <clears throat> Daniel Jones, man. He actually looked good in preseason, man. He's making some accurate throws downfield. Um, yeah, he's pretty efficient in the preseason, man. Even you know, through through you know a couple of touchdowns. So um, I know the Giants took him early. They actually surprised a lot of people, but he's actually not looking bad. And you know, actually anticipate him taking over the job pretty soon with the Giants, man. Okay, so I got a preseason player I'm excited to talk about. Then I'm just gonna transition into our next uh, segment. All right. So, my favorite running back, Dalvin Cook, man. He's, that boy looked like a man amongst boys, man. I'm telling you out there, you see, just ran back that 85-yard touchdown for no fucking reason in, in preseason. He didn't even, probably didn't even feel like it. It was like, man, let me just go out here, get behind my O-line, and just run a little bit. Took one to the house. So, I'm, I'm excited to see they blocking for him. Defense is still stellar. And that rolls into the hot takes. You mind if we go straight into the hot takes from here? Let's get to it. All right, I'm going to go number one, just so I can keep on rolling, keep that momentum going. My first hot take is – that's a drum roll. Dalvin Cook will finish as the number one running back this year. Nah. Uh, Tell us why, though. Because if you're going to finish in the top, you have to accumulate your 50 receptions. I think he's going to get those 50 receptions plus – uh, he's the best pass catching back they got. I know they got Alexander Madison. They do have a talented back behind them, but that's just to secure the injury concern. I think the injury concern was just some young nigga shit, man, coming in, not taking care of yourself, not being used to taking the hits in that practice, not taking it serious. When he got finally got back healthy at the end of last year, bro, he was dominating. And I think that defense is going to be able to keep that run game honest every single game. They're going to keep on running the ball. They're, they're going to stay in the game. I think their offense is fluid enough with the two dominant receivers, nice tight ends. They're going to keep the chains moving. He's going to have a lot of red zone work, and he is the goal line back. I just love some Dalvin Cook, man. And really, the only concern is ever health. And if, if I'm if I'm going to sit here and tell you I'm not concerned with his health, I'm going to tell you that I think he has a chance to be the number one back this year in fantasy. All right. And yeah, I mean, you just said it yourself. Health. That's what's going to keep him from that. But you know, he definitely has the potential, but I just don't think his uh, health will allow him to do that. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But um, I definitely respect and, you know, I can see where he's coming from. I, I just don't see it happening this year. That's why it's a hot take, my nigga. You got it. All right. Dynasty, bro. Bitch, give me one of your. Uh, I'm just playing, bro. That was rude. Damn, no reason, rude as man. hell. I was looking at Ava. I was like, I didn't know Ava had hot takes. Come on, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Nigga just called you. A bitch. You just called him. 
I don't even know what's going on right now. You gonna say I called him a bitch, but you you put the bitch out there. Now the bitch is just out there. It, ain't, it didn't go to nobody. All right, let's just we just gonna go to Vic then. Vic, what's your man? I don't know what's going on right now. All right, my hot take, man. Look, Andrew Luck just retired, but Colts are still gonna win the division. AFC South champs. You heard it here first. Yeah. I don't even really want to rebuttal this shit. All I want to say is Houston are, is doing what the coach should have did earlier, securing some Deshaun Watson targets. They're lining up his – they're giving him the receivers he needs. They're they're working on the line right now. They're diversifying his backfield. Here's the thing. Going to go dig, get Duke Johnson is really probably bigger than what you think because all they do is run the ball and throw the receivers. They didn't secure a lot of just safety blanket targets for him. You bring in somebody like Duke, he can run that slide. He can run out the backfield. He can do everything because he's a hell of a pass catcher out the backfield. And they say you don't do anything until you finally start doing it. He doesn't throw to the running back. Who wants to throw to Lamar Miller? You feel me? So you give him a back that can run and be a safety blanket like Naheem Hines was to Luck last year. What would you say? This nigga says safety blanket. fuck is that? Blanket? You said Blanket, but you got it. My little nigga. My little nigga letting this blue moon make him feel feisty. <laughs> A little feisty. Beer, beer got my nigga feeling spicy over there. Spicy. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I think that the Texans are pretty much a lot to win, bro. Man, let me tell you why the coach is winning this division. You got the best O-line. All these weapons on offense. Young and fast, talented defense. Okay, Andrew just retired. Okay, no big deal. We still got Brissett. I mean, here's my thing. Who? Jacoby Brissett. Who? Nah, you heard the name, so check this out. Mike why, Jones. Why are we so quick? Or Damn, now I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are we so quick to trust rookies to come into the NFL, such as like, uh, you know, Kyler Murray or even last year, Sam Darnold and Deshaun Watson, all these guys. Like, why are we so quick to trust them but not trust a guy who's – Played behind Brady, played behind Andrew Luck. He's only 26, so he's been in the pro style offense, you know, for about three, four years. So really, man, to me, it's plug and play. Now, of course, he's no Andrew Luck, but he's still pretty talented. He still can get the ball downfield. Um, I know when Andrew was out in 2017, you know, Jacoby put up 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions, but that was with a terrible O line. <laughs> totally different situation now. I can. I can answer your question. Go ahead. The reason why you trust the unknown like a rookie is because it is the unknown, so you're just trying to trust his upside compared to somebody who was trash in 2017 and you already seen them be trash. So you're either trusting the trash that you already seen or trusting the upside of a talent that we don't know. But so check you, this you out. Take, you take the unknown. No, but again, we didn't have no O-line in 2017. Ooh. Totally different situation now. That mean you got to go be trash, though. Okay, we'll see. But like I said, Colts went in the division still. Um, and then that just leads us to my other hot take. Jacoby finishing as a top 15 quarterback positional ranking. Mm. I like it. All these weapons, don't nothing change. He can still get the ball downfield. T.Y. still going to get his targets. Andrew Luck still going to get his um, – I should say Andrew Luck. He's gone. But uh, that sound threw me off. But uh, Jack Doyle. Hey, Jack Doyle, Ebron, Funches. Paris Campbell, T.Y., so many weapons. We still got a strong Bro, run I game. don't even trust Paris Campbell. You said you got better hands than him. 
Hey. That's still my nigga. Hey, anyways, yeah, man. I still see us, you know. Just give it to me, man. Jacoby, top 15 still. And just to give you guys some names as far as like who am I bumping out of the top 15 based on that. I mean, you got Phillip Rivers at 15. Bump him out. Bump out Kyler Murray. And insert Jacoby, man, at number 15. So you already know the rest in terms of like the Big Ben's, the Jameis's, Lamar's, Russell's, all those guys. But yeah, man. <laughs> this guy's just laughing at me. Just a hot it's, take, man. It is. I believe take. in it, though. I'm not even saying that, man. Hey, if Jacoby can show his some rushing chops and take advantage of the dominant O line, sky's the limit. How about that? That sounds good. It's fair. All right, look, I got another hot take. <clears throat> Everybody loves Chris Godwin. That's the thing. But like, how much do you love him? He's rising. He's still going at the back of the fourth, fifth round, and redrafts. So I'm going to speak in redraft right now because Mike Evans is going in a second. He's always in like the top eight uh, receiver type conversation. Chris Godwin will outperform Mike Evans this year in redraft. In terms of points, touchdowns? Total points. Total points. He will. I I don't know how it's going to happen. I I think he'll out-target. more receptions is likely. I seen that O line. The O line looks horrible, and I think he's going to be more prone to releasing that ball real quick. And I just think that you know you put Godwin in the slot, that that leads to some quick targets. Uh, he's big and his his route running is is just superb. And I think he has any just the good of chances Evans to get double digits touchdowns. So. And I think he's always going to be on the field. I don't think he's ever going to miss any games with health or anything. He'll, he never, he, he won't flirt with those health problems. So give me some going over Evans this year. That's my hot take. All right. Yeah, I, I know we, you know, I don't know. I, I guess given Evans can be injury prone, it's not far-fetched. But I do want to see Godwin perform in that slot because that's where you take those big bigger hits. Um, so let's see if he's able to, you know, sustain going over the middle, playing out of that slot. Um, but I still feel like Evans is still the man there, as long as he can stay on the field. So, and Evans do, you know, push and persist through a lot of those injuries. He often does roll out there with that yeah. question questionable tag, that big Q every week, man. So, so yeah, man. As long as Evans is out there, I do see Evans still maintaining. But but we'll see. And I got one sneaky one, if you allow me to throw it in. Go ahead, man. Let's go for it. Austin Eckler will be a top 12 back this year. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is me completely trusting the process that Melvin's just not going to play. And I think just in the system, the way they run their backs, he's going to get enough run if he keeps himself healthy. He's going to catch a lot of passes out the backfield. I just – that system makes great running backs. That's why I said if Melvin gets traded, I'm not going to act like he's garbage. He's talented, but I don't know how talented he is compared to what system he's playing in with all the love they force on him. If they force that on Eckler, even if it's not to the 100% touch total, if he can still get that role and get all that run, I think he'll be a top 12 back. That's just me throwing that out there. All right, so let me give you some backs. Um, You know, who you're saying he'll finish in front of. And again, number 12, I can see this happening for number 12. But these other guys, I think these other guys got a shot at the number 12 spot. Hit me. 
Number 12, Damian Williams. So just giving uh, LaShawn McCoy news. Yeah, I was about to say, keep giving. Keep yeah. Giving. Okay. You got Leonard Fournette. Uh, injury issues uh, going into a, with a new quarterback. Don't know how that system's going to run. They Their offense could be trash with foes. We don't know how he is. We've seen him be a starter outside the Eagles and everything ain't sweet. All right. So, let me give you five to six more. Chris Carson. Uh, if Chris Carson, the way he runs, he can get himself banged up one. And uh, I know they love him and they want to keep on experimenting, but you know, if uh, Penny starts to get in on anything, he got in on a goal line touch with the first team in preseason. I mean, just he has a person behind him that is super talented, too, that can play. Rashad Penny. All right. Your guy, KJ, Carrion Johnson. I love me some Carrion. Um, but the only thing that scares me about Carrion is that uh, they got rid of Theo. So I got overly excited about Carrion and and showing the preseason, if they want to stick to trying to bring in, you know, the CJ Andersons to get some kind of third down work, that scares them just a tad bit. But I like carry on. But the offense is in, in uh, L.A. for the Chargers is going to be way better than Detroit. More scoring opportunities. I think he's going to catch more passes than carry on. So he has more upside on that back end. Not saying he's more talented than carry on, but he has some other things working for him. Okay, these next two are a little tougher, and then there are three more after that, but I'm going to lump those three together. All right, these tough next two are tough. All right, Devontae Freeman. Uh, getting older, uh, he has to show his durability too, and the offense was decent last year, and they still didn't get no good running back work. So I don't know if that was just Edo sucking and, to- and Tevin sucking, but uh, I don't awesome. think Tevin Coleman – I don't think Tevin Coleman is a bad running back, and he disappointed last year. So if they can't get the running game working, then Eckler, Eckler and them shit is good. They money, they defense is gravy. They're gonna have all the opportunity to run and score. Okay, this next guy has top five upside, even top ten for sure. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones does, and I love me some Aaron Jones. But what if they still want to run a committee? What if he stays banged up? What if Jamal Williams gets some work? That's all. Those are are things that that could be a real issue because we didn't see Aaron get just hundred percent dominant role last year. He was still splitting. Okay. Let's roll in these next three. Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Sonny Michelle. Uh, Sonny Michelle stays banged up. Okay. Doesn't catch out the backfield unless they want to start getting them involved. But uh, he's, he's really not an asset in PPR. If you want to be honest, a straight standard. So if he's not getting a gang of just touchdown, 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 Eckler's going to get touchdown, 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 and he's going to get those pass-catching chops. If Melvin's not there, he's going to be one of those backs that get you 50-plus receptions. And uh, to be a top-five back or whatever, you have to get 50-plus receptions. Uh, who else you say? Josh Jacobs and David Josh Montgomery. Jacobs being a rookie, two rookies. Uh, here's the thing. I like the whole running back core for Chicago. I still like Tariq Cohen. I think he'll be he'll get the most receptions in that backfield. And we still don't know what they're going to do with Mike Davis. I mean, he could sit back and have no role at all, or he could sit and contribute the same way he did in Seattle last year. He's talented, too. And um, Josh Jacobs, that's the only guy that I will admit. I think he's going to get all the run. And I think he'll work if he's going to work himself into a number one back or he's going to work himself outside that top 12 because they're going to give him all the opportunity to get all the work. So, yeah. All right. Respect, man. Hey, I drilled you with eight players and – yeah, you survived that, you know. I don't want to call it interrogation, but it kind of was, nigga. You twelve, bro. Damn, hey, <laughs> I'm a, gotta be the feds, bro. I heard every question. This nigga couldn't <laughs> wait to talk. Hey, yeah. well, okay, cool. <laughs> the wire. 
All right, man. All right, good shit, man. Good shit. I respect all that. So I think that's all the hot takes. Hot times. Hot times. All right, yo. So check this out. I do want to take the opportunity to introduce everyone to the team mom. Her name is Stephanie. She's going to uh, give us an intro. But of course, you know, as always, we do want her to give us a football resume. Um, so yeah, looking forward to you guys, um, you know, hearing from the team mom in terms of college football and you know, representing for the ladies. So much love. And, uh, you know, again, like we always say, hey, women do dominate fantasy football. So hopefully uh, you guys enjoy. Hey, everybody. Greetings from the Midwest. This is Stephanie Smith, a.k.a. Sports Queen 126, coming to you live from Midwest City, Oklahoma. Check this out, everybody. College football season has started, and I am so excited. So last night, I had the opportunity to sit and watch some college football. Oklahoma State Cowboys versus Oregon State Beavs. It was a great game. I was so excited I couldn't contain myself. The Oklahoma State Cowboys came out looking a little sluggish, but they eventually got down to business. The Oregon State Beavs ran down the field on them, scored really quickly. But guess what? The Pokes came back. Guns firing, scored right back within the next two minutes. I was really, really impressed. I was extremely impressed with the starting quarterback. He is a true freshman by the name of Spencer Sanders. He's a triple threat. He's about six feet, which is not that tall, but the boy has skills. Excuse me, the young man has skills. He ended up throwing for over 200 yards, um, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I was impressed. I was really impressed because Oklahoma State's coming off of a rough season. Last year was a little rough for them. Seven and five, didn't make it to the Big 12 championship game, didn't get a bowl game. And that's kind of a first for Mike Gundy. Um, Mike Gundy is known for putting together some really good teams. Regardless of who your fave is in the, in the Oklahoma area, you have to give mad credit to Mike Gundy and the way he composes his football teams. They're usually very disciplined. Um, last year, that was not the case. But this year, I'm seeing signs that Oklahoma State pokes, they're on their way back. Secondly, they have a running back by the name of Chuba Hubbard. He is amazing. He stepped in last year, <clears throat> excuse me, when they lost the senior. And uh, Chuba was phenomenal. Um, man, he was just, he was a standout running back last night. I, I mean, he gets the pokes of the board early in the game. And I mean, he was a workhorse. The dude handles the ball, runs low to the ground. And when he squares his shoulders up, He's, it's all downhill. He's, he's a true running back. And he carried the weight last night. And I was really pleased to see him do what he does best. And I think he has proven himself to be a great standout back um, for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. But I think he's going to draw some recognition nationally if he keeps playing the way he played last night. And um, wide receiver. Rod receiving Tylen Wallace. He's a returning player. He had three catches for 81 yards last night and two touchdowns, no drop balls. He was amazing. He's a beast. He's about 6'2", not the tallest, but he is definitely a presence on the field. Plays much larger than his size. And I can't say enough about the Oklahoma State defense. Now, granted, at the beginning of the game, 
they came in a little soft. And as I said, the Oregon State Beavs ran down the field, scored right away on them. However, however, Oklahoma State came back and answered quickly. And when uh, the Beavs got back on the field for offense, I can honestly say the defense held it down. Um, Rodarius Williams, he's a cornerback for the Cowboys. He had eight tackles by himself, made a great showing last night. Um, another great cornerback play last night was from A.J. Green of the Pokes. These are some great guys. Um, Kelby, Kelby Harvell Peel had also five sacks. He chipped in a lot. So the defense stepped up. And I just really want to say that in spite of losing Calvin, Calvin Bundage, who's an All-American linebacker for the Pokes, the defense stepped up and played extremely, extremely well. So let me recap. Oklahoma State Cowboys versus Oregon State Beavs last night. Cowboys came out on top 52-36, to 36, and they had a great showing. I'm really proud to say that I am an Oklahoma girl from the Midwest. I represent Oklahoma in every aspect, in the black and the and orange last night with Blaze, they were playing well. Guns were blazing last night. I was excited to be an Oklahoma girl, and I was excited to see my pokes come out. They normally represent well, and if last night is a beginning of what to expect, the Big 12, get ready. We're going to have an outstanding season. Once again, this is your girl, Stephanie Smith, a.k.a. Sports Queen 126, coming to you live from the Midwest. Look forward to hearing more from me on the college scene representing the Big 12 life. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of history of my love and passion for football. First of all, dating back to high school, um, I was a cheerleader. And I know that seems really kind of crazy, but in small town Oklahoma, football is everything. So even if you're a cheerleader, you must learn the significance of the game and you also need to know the basic details of the game therefore we were actually in classes over the summer prior to football season learning and understanding about the game fast forward to my collegiate life um, I also was a cheerleader in college at Cameron University in Lawton Oklahoma so therefore my knowledge and my love of the game continued Moving forward, after graduating with my associate's degree in journalism, I went to work for the newspaper in my hometown, Duncan Banner, and I started out as a brief journalist and eventually evolved into a sports journalist under one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Jeff Cayley. And he really taught me um, how to watch the game and observe the game, so I really became a student of the game, learning the game, understanding the game, and enjoying the game. And that just carried over into um, all of my adult life. I just love football. Um, in the last 10 years, I have played fantasy football continuously. Um, I've had a league for the last 10 years. Haven't made it to the playoffs, um, but three of those 10 years. But I've really had a ball playing. I played with some of my favorite people and really came close to being victorious. Um, in addition to that, last year... I started a female fantasy football league with some ladies um, in my church and just in my community. Um, wanted to give them a little insight on the game of football because none of them 
love the sport the way I did, but they either had significant others or husbands or family members even that loved the game and they would oftentimes get frustrated. So I wanted to give them an inside look from a woman's perspective about the game and just encourage them to learn a little bit about the game. And it was really, really fun um, getting, getting them to uh, get involved in the game of football. And needless to say, I have been a crazy football mom. Um, one of your guests, um, the expertise, a.k.a. Jonathan Tease, is my son. And you guys have heard his resume. So that being said, um, I am that crazy football mom who participated in the Pop Warner, who followed him through high school and on to his collegiate years at Morehouse. Um, we developed a love of the game together. And um, we also started a YouTube channel for a little while called For the Love of the Game, where we wanted to just kind of talk about some of the things that were going on in the NFL League. Um, most importantly, my love of the game is from the heart. And um, I love NFL, but I have a passion for college football. And it's just because I love the purity um, and the passion of the game. So yeah, that's it. Um, I do have a B-Squad experience. My B-Squad experience has nothing to do with football as because obviously I'm a woman and I've never played competitive football. But my B-Squad experience simply comes from life. Um, overcome many obstacles um, that I still have to somewhat deal with the remedy of those um, today. But those obstacles have put me behind the eight ball in certain areas of my life. But... Those experiences have also developed character and given me resilience, tenacity, and a lot of perseverance in life. And I believe all of those qualities are needed um, in a person that not only plays football, but plays any athletics. And who also just needs to, um, to see themselves in a good light in, in life. So that being said, that is my football resume. I hope you guys can find it useful and um, I look forward to visiting with you guys some more. You guys take care and have a wonderful evening. You can follow me on Instagram at SportsQueen126 and check me out on Twitter as well. Have a great evening. Shout out to the team mom, Stephanie, for keeping us up to date with, with what's happening around the college football world. So given this is Dynasty Football, we definitely want to make sure we pay close attention to the college football activities. Um, so yeah, appreciate that. Let's do the scout report then, man. Um, Avo, glad you're back hey. to help us with the scout report so we can do it the right way this time, you feel me? <laughs> uh, Vic, you lead off with the scout report, young sir. Yeah, man. This, this is uh, a nice track, a nice, nice track. Um, Wale, you know, super talented, of course. I think he's underrated. Um, but Wale, Chun-Li. Yeah. Bull. La. Bren. Turn me all the way up. I know I got that flow back, nigga. Leave that call mm -hmm. there too, nigga. Real rap hill back in the map black. She I got a bounce in the that ass back. <laughs> yeah. While they don't. Cause ain't fly and they can't rap. Hoes in the telly on the late night. Smoking real good, my eyes late flight. She riding that. Try to tell me where her heart was at. I'm like, nah, put the face like. Yeah, I'm a straight shot. I'm a thorough nigga, but I'm a great guy. In the old car, a new paint job. My crew ain't the squad, my new ain't. <laughs> Talk. Who ain't talking that shit? The ballers get wet. Ralph. All of this shit, a scholarship flow. I'm tossing free wisdom. I'm aware that my artistry is different. 
I'm aware that my heart is by my cufflink Though I'm living a life without a plush things I am living a life without trusting Yeah, too much hate when your crew hot Too much love get you too pot Too much bread over here get you stalked by the feds The IRS and a few bras Yeah, real rap, pill back in the mad black She ain't that where I'm at, send her that back I'ma tell you why these guys stay where they at Even niggas ain't fly or they can't rap Yeah, yeah, can a nigga flow? Yeah, yeah, got a million hoes Shout out to the track playing in the background, man. That that's that old cash money, and it's funny because my scout report is gonna be some old cash money, but it's the new cash money. <laughs> hey, Birdman, Juvie, and Wayne linked up. Have you heard this track yet, Fit? Which one's that? It's that ride that it's, it's new. It just came out. I got it now, nah, man. It's just been my first time hearing it, bro. It's smooth. It's a vibe, bro. You know, Jazz from New Orleans. I was playing that bitch in the car for her. She was rocking. I was like, yeah, this that new shit. So anybody that ain't heard it, man, that go back with cash money like I do, man, I guess it's kind of cool to hear them link up, even though nobody wants to hear Birdman rap. He does have a verse on here. Feel free to skip his verse like I used to do real heavy. So, uh, but yeah, man, Birdman, Juvie, and that Wayne, they got a new track car ride. That's so DJ Abel going to load that bitch up. We going to ride out to that motherfucker. Let's get it. The whistle blowing, the liquor pouring. We had our issues and differences, we were sick of one. City nigga, you think I'll be down in chicken form? Many bitches, but really never committed to them. Anything my little pretty things want, I get it from. These niggas tricky, these bitches ain't got no feelings for them. You hear the crickets and birds chirping, that's paradise. Been out sweet on reserve, we down in candlelight. Don't like that lying shit, I'm the one you can fight with. Victoria's Secret, a secret guard, quit hiding shit. I provide shit, hey, you and all that fly shit. So much of shit, you done ran out. Room in your closet. You want that nigga that marriage that mirage shit. The Halle Berry, the Angelina Sinai shit. This side shit ain't no side niggas, the side chicks. They on that my shit, we on that you and I shit. I Yo, 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 Dynasty Pro died again. <laughs> that was the uh the scout report segment, man. And before we get out of here, you know how we always do. So I'm gonna go to Dynasty Pro Vic to say something good to the people and then let him pass that shit off to Avo. Avo got some shit to highlight y'all about. Go yeah, on. man. Hopefully y'all enjoyed them uh hot takes, also them bets we wanted to review just to make sure, you know, when it's come time to pay those up, we all on the same it's page. A shot bet. You know what? We should have a wheel that has like vodka, whiskey, bourbon, <laughs> and all the different shots you could take. You got to spin that bitch. You can't make your choice. That sounds fair, don't it? That's cool. We can do that. All right. Shot bet, baby. That's what we're doing. I'm with it, man. But uh, as always, shout out to the B team. Hopefully, you know, y'all still doing y'all thing out there. And uh, 
we starting to get you know into the season, so make sure you know you're talking to the coaches, no matter what sport you play, asking them what you can be doing, you know, better what you can be working on outside of the gym or the playing field. So yeah, stay up on top of that. And we got a savage report from from TJ Avo. I'm very, very, very sorry and very sad to have to report this. Day after day. Man, they um uh, they decided to release the homie Tom Savage, man. Um No, they didn't. They decided to go ahead and get release him. He um, make the fifty three man roster for the Lions. He, apparently he was number fifty four. Um, <laughs> and they just had to let him go. Like my soul hurts. My go out to his family, man. Just day after man, day. It's rough, man. How I mean, old is he? 29. 29, bro. He's young enough to where this shouldn't be happening, but you know it happens, man. You know, maybe he should pull the luck, maybe not. I Damn. still think he has a future out here somewhere on one of these teams. Hey, Amen. Maybe in the XFL, maybe in the AFL, if they still got that around. I don't think they do. But but there's <laughs> some somebody got you out here. There's coaching jobs available. Um, there's lots of high school teams. But yeah, man, yeah, just th- keep your head up. Keep so, your head up. in the words... Of the late great Tupac, keep your head up. Check this out, man. We looking for a backup right now here in Indy, <laughs> so Tom could fill that spot. And then also, if you guys don't know, I actually roster Tom Savage in all my leagues. So, you know, Tom, you always welcome on on Dynasty Bro Vic's team anyway. So, and for you folks out there saying, "Hey, why would you roster a guy that's not even being carried by a team?" I mean, hey, if you draft so far. You know, you still got an open slot for Tom Savage. So pick Tom Savage up in your leagues, guys. That's all I'm saying. In the late great words of Tupac, Brenda's got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Why was Dicey Bro Vic looking at me like, what's this nigga about to say? <laughs> what other words from Tupac you got, bro? That's real. Brenda do got a baby. <laughs> Y'all my niggas, that, man. That's an everyday story, bro. Hey, this was another episode <laughs> of the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Dynasty Bro Dot. You got Dynasty Bro Vic. Still- this your boy DJ Avo. Thank you for rocking with us. Y'all be safe. We good. We out. Ah!